Hey y'all, it's another week. I really, I can't, I cannot get hey y'all out of myself without it just sounding awkward. I think I need an American accent. But hey, oh, um, <laughs> hey oh, y'all. You can take it if you want. From it's here me, on in. Johnny Ellis. <laughs> Boy, howdy, do we have another fun episode for you. I uh, sure hope the sheriff comes around before them bandits wipe their little vote in our bank. I I, I just picture you saying this with a jug that has XXX on it. <laughs> oh, it's the kind of music I'm best to play. See, now you sound a bit like the squeaky voice team in The uh, Simpsons. Um... <laughs> Well, it's another week. It is uh, week 18 uh, of uh, Backstage at the Bluebird. I'm your host, Johnny Ellis. Uh, with me, as always, is uh, Andrew Jones. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> and we are... <laughs> but you went with A. Which is, of course, as you know, for horses. Yes, it is. <laughs> Maybe I should say howdy. Yeah. Well, it's too late um... now. We're 18 episodes deep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, season two you're gonna change it up like it's the wire. Maybe, maybe I'll change it each season. It's um, the same basic thing, just a different player. <laughs> well, we are here talking uh, Nashville season one, episode eighteen. Uh, Take these chains from my heart. Um, directed by Eric Stoltz again, second of his three episodes that he's directed. Oh, he did three whole parts without getting recast at any point. <laughs> Good oh. for him. Wouldn't you love to? I I would, I'd love to see an entire film of uh, Back to the Future with him in it. No, because Michael J. Fox, nice. it's, you know, he is eternally McFly. He's perfect. The he is, but Fox, still. Lloyd Thompson Glover, perfect. Okay, Back would to you the like Future. Is... To see uh, Michael J. Fox in uh, Pulp Fiction. Well, of course. <laughs> Oh, jeez, why you bring him here? I don't want an oldie over here, man. This is oh. heavy, man. Um, so, yeah, written by Eric Stokes, uh, directed by Eric Stokes, rather, written by uh, Meredith Lavender and Marcy Ulin. Uh, it's their third episode. Um, Marcy wrote 13 episodes, uh, Meredith Lavender wrote uh, 12, and they've all both worked on uh, The Gifted. Um, Covert Affairs, Defying Gravity, Charlie's Angels, uh, and uh, The Flight Attendant, which you mentioned to me earlier. Yes, which they, uh, uh, the, um, of this show they is did, on. The Flight Attendant, by the, the way. Um, no, before we do anything else, The Flight Attendant, I'm only five episodes deep because I'm watching it with a friend in Norway and we've started okay. in December then we watched two episodes last week. So we're really digging deep, deep into it, slowly. <laughs> uh, it's brilliant and fun and exciting and really, really, really cool. Sorry, just want See, to say it's on my list. good TV shows um, exist still. It's just they're rare. It's it's on my list as like, oh, I'll get around to that one day. Um, I but think I bump it up. I think, I think because um, uh, Penny from Big Bang Theory is in it, it's kind of low down on my list. Katie Quoco is phenomenal in it. Right. She's played to her hilt in a way that she hasn't been able to really achieve since Eight Simple Rules, which was the, oh, right, I, 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 I'm okay. the pretty girl who you think, you know, you can just assess from the outside, but actually there's a lot of internal stuff you don't expect going on. I think well, Big Bang maybe, Theory. Yeah. 
Maybe I'll start here tonight and uh, overtake you. Okay. And I can tell you all, everything that happens, so you don't okay. have to watch it. You're welcome. Yes, um, but they're writers who have been working on that at the moment. Uh, but we're not here to talk about uh, Flight Attendant. No, Although, we just talked yeah, about that. We just talked about it because the two writers... Because it's relevant. Because two writers yes. and one of the actors, so it's relevant to the world of Nashville. Yes. Um, so, uh, this is going to shock you, but the title, Take What's These Chains From My Heart... Chains from my heart. Now I've seen Muppets Christmas Carol recently. Okay. And of course Jacob and Robert Marley have the song about being enchained. Yeah. Marley, oh Marley, take these chains from our heart. Is that, no, is that what it was? no, no. no. Um, shocking, I know, but this um, uh, was written. This was a a song, a Hank Williams song, uh, oh. written by Fred Rose and Ty Heath. And um, hi, hi, Heath. Um, Fred Rose, of course, changed their name to Fred West and Rose West eventually when they became two different people. Yeah, but we, we don't talk about that that aspect of their, uh, their career when they split from one to two human <laughs> beings and decided to, to go off and, you know, have, um, some, have some fun in England. <laughs> God. Um, that's another... Uh, one that I know the name and I know the face, but I don't really know the story. Oh, so it's uh, just like a Bond. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this was recorded recorded at um, Hank Williams' final recording session oh, on uh, September 23rd, 1952. Um, his biographer, Colin Escott, who wrote the book for I Saw the Light, on which the film was based, the disappointing film um, deems it perhaps the best song Rose ever presented to Hank. It was one of the very few songs uh, that sounded somewhat similar to a Hank Williams song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this song you um, wrote for me that I will sing sounds exactly like any song I would usually sing. Well done. <laughs> so recorded um, September 23rd, 1952, released April uh, 1953. And uh, I mainly know this song because um, an artist named Roseanne Cash uh, included the song on her 2009 album, The List. Okay, um, now Roseanne Cash, I'm familiar with the surname. Yes. Can I ask you, if uh, she were to meet up with uh, the acclaimed musician Johnny Cash, with uh, what <laughs> word would she refer to him as? Uh, she'd say, hello, father, because there's only one daddy in Nashville. Uh, we have established this now. Oh, so you said, I did not say the parameters where they were meeting in the world of Nashville or even in the vicinity oh. of Nashville, Tennessee. I just meant if they were just to uh, you know, spend time together, maybe they were out on a uh, California coast swimming <laughs> to Big Sur. Or perhaps they were down under watching Crocodile Dundee in Los <laughs> Angeles on a cinema screen together and then meeting up afterwards to just have a post-cinema discussion. What would they refer what? to each other as? <laughs> What strange scenarios you've thought up. Um, Very normal Johnny Cash-based scenarios, I'm oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's what he was always up to. Yeah, when he wasn't writing songs, he was watching Crocodile Dundee. Um, In Los Angeles, the third one, specifically. The third one, specifically. He loved the idea of, right, what if now he's adjusted to life in America and he's got a love and a family, what if they have to go to Los Angeles, the home of all of the... You know, the weak-minded Americans and had to be proper Australian hard man with an American son who was also being learned to be a hard Australian for some reason as well. 
I and there's like remember. a there's like an art heist <laughs> in the uh, in in the world of uh, set design in Hollywood. Like wow, one of the, I... one of the paintings on a set is actually like a really expensive painting, I believe, or something. And there's drugs involved. Probably there's usually drugs involved. <laughs> I do not remember that at all. I do remember, of course, on the DVD they did warn you that there is a sequence in which uh, there are strobe lights because I believe it's a nightclub mm. sequence he's got to deal with. <laughs> and so they they warn you before that on the DVD. But hey, you will have an epileptic fit, and it'll be the most memorable thing you will have during this film. I can't believe we've spent more time talking about the flight attendant and Crocodile Dundee three. Hey, and um, Fred and Rose West. And Fred and Rose West. <laughs> and we have about actual Nashville. Um, We're keeping so it on brand. Let's uh, let's get into the episode. Rose we start off in Cincinnati. Oh. Wait, <laughs> we're still not talking about Nashville. We're still not talking about Nashville. What's wrong with you? We're in Sinsin. We're in Sinsin. We've gone down the river to Sinsin. Uh, Julia and Dante uh, are sharing a, be- a bathroom together. A bathroom? Um, he is showering, showering. And, which means we have a shot, <laughs> which is Juliet's face alongside what body part of Dante? And therefore, I couldn't believe it when it happened. Straight up, different that, is, that is two episodes in a row in which one of the most important framing parts is Juliet's face to Dante's nipple. I told you Jay Hernandez's nipple deserves a second screen credit in itself. <laughs> I mean, even Eric Stoltz is obsessed, it seems. Yeah, um, it's like I said, it's really good nipple. <laughs> well, they're sharing the bathroom together. Yes, and uh, Juliet says she has to move out of her current house because um, the owners are uh, coming back. <laughs> they're so not she's... happy with the fact that she's been you know, staking a claim for a year. <laughs> Yeah, well, she's, she's six, still... it's been six months, and there's been there's still the stench of you know game sweat from her ex husband. <laughs> well, she's um she's still uh, renting because um she wants to uh when she want when she buys a house she wants Would to she? buy it to share with someone, um, but not uh, her mother Jolie. Yeah, no, no, with a man. So she asks Dante to go house hunting, but they've got to have some shower sex first. Look, if you're in that position, you've got that nipple out there already. That nipple is just just begging (laughs) for a nice shower coital. (laughs) Um, Well, now we're back in Nashville, finally. Uh, Scarlett and Gunner are um, sat outside the house. Gunner is reading his brother's journal because it's not like his brother's going to be angry about it. You know, not like his brother's going to say. What's wrong with Jason? Does he not like? Is he pretty open about his emotions? It's pretty closed casket. Um, no, I bet it was open <laughs> I wanted everyone to see his face. Well, um, yeah, he's reading his brother's journal. He's got some songs in there, apparently. Uh, and uh, everyone's new favourite character, Will Lexington, rolls up on a, a bike. He's sold his uh, truck, it seems. And uh, he's got his first gig at 11.30 tomorrow. tomorrow oh, yeah. 11.30 tomorrow morning. Oh. I mean, prime time. Yeah. Is this is this a weekday? Yes, most likely. Perfect, Perfect yeah. time. I mean, Cause... it's a big uh, um, tourist place. I was, say, tourist, I was about to say, it's a tourist place. So they always need to have something going on to convince people that it's a music city. Yes. And, it, and it doesn't just start at, what, 7 o'clock Friday and then go through to... 10 o'clock Sunday before exactly. just like that's it. No, you have to have constant music playing. Like it's exactly. like it's always Mardi Gras. 
theoretically. And we, we, we will talk about that later because I, uh, I'll, I'll talk about my, my... I don't know if I ever told you this, but I went to Nashville once. I don't know. I don't know if I have any knowledge of this. I certainly haven't got any kind of fridge magnets to commemorate this trip. <laughs> um, One of two fridge magnets I have on my fridge. Well, um, now we're uh, we're with Rainer and Deacon. Um, they're getting off the plane. They've they've landed back in Nashville, and you know they're taking a break. They're, the tour's taking a break. I think it's not over. I think it's still going on. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a moment of uh, right. We've done uh, a, a straggle of things, and we've got a Nashville set coming up. So yeah, they've got they do indeed that. So they've they've acclimatized the idea. Right, we'll probably have five days rest between tour venues yeah. for now because we you can add that into our schedule, which is a correct way of doing things. Um, it turns but, out Ju- uh, Juliet didn't say anything to them uh, on the plane ride. Oh no, because um, Dante's nipple was which Rainer's. <laughs> Yes, Rainer's, uh, Rainer's more than used to that now. Um, and Deacon uh, meets Stacy on the runway. She comes to meet him because they're a couple now and she's his girlfriend and it's they sweet. Sweet. They're adorable. You don't say um, production value better than people, you know, actors walking out of and ac- across a private play. Mm, it just exactly. looks really good. Yeah. Like I was watching this and thinking, geez. It feels like there's budget. Well, speaking of greeting people, uh, Jolene's come to greet uh, Juliet. Oh, what's she come to greet her with? Um, oh, she's got flowers. She's, she's got little yellow flowers. She's the crazy woman with flowers trying to sell you <laughs> the stuff on the street. Jolene well, is full-on wackadoo. She's basically just putting them over people's heads and saying, Harry Krishna. <laughs> well, she, said, she says she's come to greet them and um, say hi, but then she... Oh, wait, is there like an take... ulterior motive? Well, she tries to take uh, Dante aside and says, oh, I just want to have a word with you quickly. You know and you're not supposed to be here tonight, right? And, <laughs> and Dante says, you're not supposed to be here because you're not respecting boundaries. And we've spoken to you about this. You've got your new sober companion. Yeah, but, I've uh, given up Julie... my life of caring about other people. I'm now a yeah. music manager because yeah. that's how careers work in Nashville. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, she doesn't like her new sober companion, but he's not her sober companion anymore and they spoke they spoke about respecting boundaries and she's not doing that oh yes um, pct find out who your sober companion is it's not me <laughs> exactly um teddy meanwhile is excited to partner with subway for subway field they eat um, fresh they do indeed do not mention jared fogel <laughs> who? He lost um, a lot of weight eating <laughs> only Subway sandwiches and consuming only a diet of child pornography. Yeah. Um, Good time. What what a great choice. <laughs> Remember when he was in Super Size Me? Um, Super Size so, Me, directed by someone who is not at all problematic either. Yeah. Um, he got that on Spurlock. Uh, Daddy's company is still going to get uh, work from the Metro contract. Oh, out. really? Um, Peggy comes in to, uh, and Margaret. says hello to Margaret. Yep. Um, comes in and says hello to Teddy, and he's being a bit of standoffish. Because as we remember last week, last he was week found out that. that. She, he discovered she might have been the one who went and told everyone, hey, hey, Teddy Rayner, they, they get divorces now. Yeah, and his excuses aren't great because he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm busy. And then uh, someone says, um, someone comes in over the intercom and says, oh, your lawyers are on the phone. And he says, oh, I've got to see my kids. 
not the same. I don't think his kids are his lawyers. Side note. Yeah. Storyline. Maddie and Daphne, one on top of the other in a trench coat going through law school. <laughs> I want to see that. Yeah? Yes, please. Cool. Let's write that show. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie and Daphne, <laughs> attorneys at law. <laughs> I heard they're going to be in the new Spider-Man film. Kid Littleton's um, <laughs> Esquire. Um, Scarlet, meanwhile, is going for dinner with uh, at Deacon and Stacey's. Oh, okay. Deacon and Stacey's, they're, they're together now. They're boyfriend Speak, and girlfriend. You know, and adorable. Deacon and Scarlet for a while. Remember that time? Yeah, yeah, fun times. Uh, Gunner's on his way, um, but he's running late. Um, what is up with Gunner? Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he never... He's just, just so deep into the idea of reading his brother's journals. Yeah. <laughs> or diaries. Um, or scratching. But Scarlet's worried because she thinks that her seeing Raina on her own uh, turned things upside down a bit with um, with her and, uh, and Gunner. So Deacon says, well, why don't you talk to Raina about it? You know? You don't, you don't, if you don't ask, you don't get. Give it a try. What, what does she mean? Because Gunner, you know, doesn't... Gunner's all happy, right? Well, she doesn't know that. She's still worried about him. She she just wants him to be happy, but she doesn't know if right. he is Why does she want him happy? to be happy? Gunny's, all, Gunny's always happy. Because if he's Gunny not happy, her boys no fucking fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, tell you who is happy. Deacon. Is it Pharrell Williams? <laughs> it's Deacon. He's very happy. Oh. And Scarlett wants Deacon to keep Stacy because he's happy. Isn't that cute? Isn't it cute? He's happy. It's cute and having his niece say, hey, you got a good thing going here. Maybe yeah. maybe I can have an auntie now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, now Raina is in the studio. She's uh, with Liam again. Um, yes, here we go. Liam's back. And she asks him to play the, um, the Nashville show that's coming up with her. She asks him to play the Nashville theme tune. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I don't know this whole music. This is the scene no before the. Uh, the this is the scene before the title sequence, so maybe he does. Um, but who appears? Well, yeah, Bucky comes in. Well, before that, she oh, says sorry. she feels freer than she's ever felt before, and he says, "Well, how feel? How free do do you feel?" Turns out she's free enough to kiss. And they have a little smooch on the on the couch. Or oh, they. They kiss up a little bit of a storm. I'd say, you know, a quiet storm, but still. And then uh, who who should come in? But um, Bucky. Bucky Barnes Moment, himself. Moment killer. The winter soldier. <laughs> um, and then we find out we're in Nashville. He does a mic check, though. He doesn't. He steps in front of the mic. Yeah, so he gives him a nice cute little thumb up and walks off. <laughs> and it's a very strange way to end... To go into a cold open, usually it's like a dramatic sting or a funny moment, or it's just like it's yeah. a bit of a funny moment. Yeah, it's just like a oh okay. Um, well now we're at uh, Will's gig, um, his eleven thirty a.m. gig. He's singing uh, "Tough All Over," and I'm pretty sure. So mm. when I I don't know if I told you, but I've I've been to Nashville. Oh um, shit, really? Yeah, I know. Shocking. Um, and when me. I went. Obviously, I mean, it's not like we're backstage at the Bluebird in Nashville, Tennessee, right now. But you've been, you've been to actual Nashville, like beyond the city centre, like beyond the walls of this hallowed calf. Um, So when I went, uh, obviously the first thing I did, well, it was like 
ten thirty at night when I arrived, so I kind of tried to sleep but couldn't because jet lags. And then the, the next day, um, first thing I did was Johnny Cash Museum, obviously. After that, though, the first did you get a good non- tour guide? Um, I was the tour guide. I was. I was telling everyone else. So you went to the place you looked at to his surfing venues around Big Sur, and you went to uh, his uh, the pictures of him in a screening room, pointing. Going, <laughs> look, look at our Dundee. He's in Los Angeles now. I love this film. This is my favorite screenshot. I was like, no, this is my favorite frame. He just keeps pointing at the screen the entire film. It's really sweet. He loved it. He loved that film so much. I don't even know how to respond to this. It's just that's not a film. <laughs> this is no. um, but yeah, the first thing I did after the Johnny Cash Museum was I went up and down uh, the the main Broadway Street, and I think this bar that we're in with uh, Will Lexington. This really open air bar in terms of window space. The, I think that's the first one I went into. Um, because it's it looks very familiar and I remember um the artists that were playing just like lunchtime ish um were like walking along the uh walking up and down on the bar playing their fiddles and it oh, was like, amazing. Uh, was like, like it was coyote ugly. Yeah, exactly. Um that's another film we should do for the other podcast, just so you know. Um uh, try to resist. <laughs> And um, but yeah, I think this is the first bar I went to, so it was really nice to see this on screen. And um, I just I want to be back there. It's a well, weird venue. We should... Yeah, it's it's really nice though because because the amount of window space coming. Usually, when you think of a venue, you think it's they darken up so the focus is on the stage. But it feels like yeah, it's a place where you can imagine where music is happening. And you can listen to the music, but you can explore the world. So you can yeah. have. The outside influence, so you can have your connection to the outside world be connected to the music that is being brought from the internal into the external. I think a lot of the bars on that road do have window, like a lot of window space. Um, this one is quite light compared to the others, even yeah. though there are windows, but like once you get inside, it's quite dark. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I loved about that, that road, just walking down that street, was um, the amount of music. It's just, it's it's just such a great feeling because it's coming at you from all angles and it's all different music, but it's all the same music as well because it's all natural music. And right. they're all just like vying you for your attention. By that, you mean white people doing country? Yes, <laughs> basically. But okay. I was in heaven. Because um, you are famously, you know, of that assuasion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into this. You um, enjoy wearing a Viking helmet and start with the Capitol no, building. No, no. <laughs> um, what, do you think about the, what, do you, what do you think about the song, Tough All Over? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm not much to think about on this one. I found it weird to watch. Were you, were you too busy looking at uh, Will Lexington's it, hat? No, here's the thing. I was too busy looking at Will Lexington's drummer. <laughs> Yes, Kylo Ren. Kylo, Adam Driver. <laughs> Here. He, he's got, got he's got the eyes, he's got the nose, he's got the hairline, he's got the jawline. It yeah. is weird. Things have been tough. Have you not have you not heard about his marriage story? His, his marriage story. Would you, no. want, do you want me to give you a pencil on the back? <laughs> exactly. Um, well, Gunner's there. 
Connor's at the gig. He's supporting his good friend Will, his new friend. Everyone's his new friend. friend. Everyone's favorite person. Is um, he? Yes. You love him. And you love I Will Lexington. I think he's a very interesting character, and we find out more about him at the end of this episode. We find more about him now because he's singing and he's got swagger. He does. Oh, swagger he stuff. does have swagger. He's got swagger enough. for and Gunner a is like woman. all over this idea. Oh yeah, and a fan comes up to him and asks him for an autograph. But he responds with, well, you give, your, give me your phone number instead. Um, she's put her, put her name down as Kelly. Right. And he and here's, the, to, here's a moment of great character. Here's why he Joey loves Gunner. the character. He says to Gunner, I'm going to change her name to Kelly. Fake blonde, smallish boobs. So I can remember her. Um, but what is a gem of a gent no it, it all makes sense towards the end of the, this episode and it's kind of heartbreaking and that's why i love him because like the poor fella um you know we'll, we'll has, talk more how does he talk about how to wrangle girls well yeah he's he's such a player and there's a reason for him being such a player and you know um but he doesn't talk about uh, wrangling girls just yet because him and uh gonna have to go and get a beer Oh, at 11.30 in the morning. Um, oh, look, I mean, why not? Yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, Daddy's coming home. Uh, he's got an old man hat on. And he's, got a, and he's got a cane to show that he's older now and he's he's been through some shit. He's, he's seen shit like you wouldn't believe. He's, he has. He has indeed. But he says he's neither dead nor doddering. Um, yeah, doddering. Reno and Tandy are, are obsessed and they're trying to, you know, take as much care of him as possible. He's going to be staying downstairs now so that he doesn't uh, fall downstairs and stuff. And, you know, they don't want him having another heart attack. They're, they're concerned. Yeah. Um, Tandy's saying to him, don't worry about the company. And he said, no, it's my company. So I will. Thank you very much. Back the fuck off. <laughs> um, and you ain't ever going to get a piece of this, Tandy. You sad, sad <laughs> character. Uh, Raina, Raina's staying with Tandy, and they're like little girls again. And uh, yeah, like little girls again. Oh my god! Did you hear Raina kissed Liam? <gasps> made out. She I mean, says made out. It just happened, and she doesn't know if she wants it to just happen again. But it's scary because she's making all the choices. And, oh my god, she got to second base. <gasps> she says they got to second base. Oh my god. You believe the hot goss in this app is just These adults are talking like they're school children. I mean Probably I because love... they can't exactly explicitly say, Hey, you squeeze my what's it's and woo woo. Because <laughs> it's I, I love... ABC. I love a bit of hot goss. Who doesn't love some hot goss? Wait, um... Matt or Luke. <laughs> Both, all the goss. I want all the goss. Um, Will, Will goss. I don't know. There was it. Well, oh. when there's a world of goss, there's a way goss. Oh, he tweets <laughs> some great one perfect shots. <laughs> um, Juliet and Dante uh, are at uh, rehearsal for the Nashville show. Um, and they're just by like... the Nashville show. I mean their performance, not their their rehearsal for the TV show Nashville. No, no, their performance, which they're going to be carrying. <laughs> it's behind the. It's a behind the scenes scene. In it's like a, it's a, it's so a meta thing weird. which uh, Hayden Panettiere and, and uh, Jay Hernandez walk into Dante and Juliet and explain what their character is going to be like <laughs> in the scene of the scene. Exactly, it's very strange. Um, but they're not really rehearsing. They are they're they're cuddled up on the couch together. 
look at an, look him at an iPad um, at homes um, for and what both of them. <laughs> uh, Deacon isn't happy. Well, um, he's the band leader. He is. He is he's the leading band the band into a fury um, about why the singer isn't there singing. Exactly. He wants to go through Undermine, and Juliet says, "Well, go through Undermine then. You don't need me to go through. You know, just do it without me." You could say and that Juliet is undermining everything. <laughs> There's a song in that. If she'd fucking perform it, if she if she practice it, um, but you know, he says, you know, the people here, the band, they've got lives and families, and they're missing out on that because they're here. And she says, well, that's not my fault, is it? But it's kind of her fault that she's not rehearsing. Yeah, out of rehearsal. yeah. Be professional. Um, and he says, it doesn't seem like you want to work. Um, oh boy. And she says she she does all the work. She's like the most working person ever. She's you know, if there's 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 no one more working than her. No, she's um, the least she's the least unworking person. Yeah. You exactly. go up to her and they say, My gosh, you are the most working person. We're so proud of you. And we then, love you. Out on the head. Would you believe it? Fucking Dante. Dante pipes up and he oh, says really? Yeah, he says, Stop complaining and lead the band. Um so so Deacon says, you know, he turns to Juliet and he says, You're not listening to me and I'm not listening to him. So I'm gonna finish the tour and you get a new band member. Uh, a new a new lead. And And Juliet says that's fine, you're replaceable. <gasps> you look at Deacon at that moment when he, he, she says that to him. You feel oh. his pain and also his realization of oh, she's lost something. Yeah. She doesn't. She knows she doesn't mean that. And as we know, you know by the end of this episode, who next week she's going to be come crawling back to him. Um, well, I mean, Teddy, look, we all come crawling back to Deacon. Look yeah. at him. It's that big Deacon. Big... He's got that big Deacon energy, baby. <laughs> yeah, big Deacon. Big Deacon energy, baby. Um, you know, Teddy, Teddy's in his office and he's looking into phone records. Um, there's got to be a mistake. He, he, he is he in his office or is he outside at this point with his super cool glasses? I think he might be outside. Is this the super cool glasses? Scene? I believe it might be. Yes, it's daytime with sunglasses and it's a cold yeah. day as well. It's not even like it's a bright day. Yeah, um, it's one of those cold day sunglasses where he looks like he's you know near, but he's he's still. Not sure. He's he's hoping to find a mistake, and he's hoping that that you know what he found out last week about Peggy leaking uh, the divorce story isn't true. Yeah. Oh, but it looks solid. Um, Scarlet, meanwhile, uh, is at a meeting with Raina. You happy? Yes, yes, I am. And um, what what is what is going on there? Well, she's excited. Why, why, why Raina James has one of her uh, album covers on a canvas on the wall next to. Oh, yeah. Very, very um, importantly placed in the shot. Yes. Uh, sexiest Man Alive, People's Sexiest Blake Man Alive, Shelton Blake Shelton has one. Yeah. And it's framed yeah. in the middle of the shot. Yeah. Ed Hill had Blake Shelton <laughs> right there in the middle of the shot. To remind you, he was at one point People's Sexiest Man Alive. Do you remember that? Yeah. Because he was doing the voice, and I guess that made him sexy, because he was a judge on a chair that span around. <laughs> oh, tie me up, um, spin me around, baby. Well, Scarlet's excited to finally be He's got a beard, up. I guess. 
He's got that chubby white man face. He's got gerbil cheeks. Don't fat shame him. I'm not fat shaming um, him. I'm fat. I'm saying he's got he's got those gerbil cheeks. Yeah, they're quite nice. Um, well, uh, Scarlett uh, tells Raina that Donna didn't turn up to the audition because uh, of a death in the family. Um, and she says, you know, you always say there'd be no Raina James without Deacon Claiborne. Would there be no Scarlett O'Connor without Gunner, whatever his surname is? Yeah, he's just um, he's one word. <laughs> so she's, she's asking uh, Raina to give Gunner a second chance. And yes. Raina says, fuck you, I've seen Gunner, he's an absolute arsehole, you're the best person in the world, you don't need him at all, girls, we can do this without any of these bullshit boys, let's you and I hang out and be best friends forever. Oh, that'd be quite nice. And the credits roll, it says, that's the end of Nashville, it's a great show, it's a good time, you had a nice time with these nice Stay people. Stay tuned good for uh, Maddie and Daphne, attorneys at law. Kid um, Lawyers Esquire. Well, now we have uh, Will is teaching Gunner about the ladies, um, how to get the ladies, because uh, Will is such a ladies' man. Uh, he's a player. Look, there um, is no doubt in my mind that Will is an absolute player and abuses his sexuality in order to get everything he wants because he loves women. And well, women this is... fool for him. Well, here's, here's, um, here's how he does it. Right. He says you section off the room and you find the prettiest girl in each room, in each section. And then you've got to make it look like you're playing just to them. And then they'll just fall at your knees, you know. Um, and he and says... He to, tells to Gunner, hey, you should try that at... Well, well, yeah. Gunner says, well, I'll try that in the next uh, arena I play at. Which is, you know, shooting high. Um... And Will says, well, screw arenas. There's an open mic night at Tootsie's. Tootsie's, the fam- famous, yeah. famous amount of pretty pretty girls at Tootsie's. <laughs> They're going to love you. So they are going to love come you. Come play at the open mic night. Um, meanwhile, Jolene. 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 Oh, finally. <laughs> I tried um, it earlier, you didn't take the bait. So. Yeah, I know. I feel like we do it far too much, but we should at least do it every... Yeah, episode, but I tried but... to give you the opportunity to oh. lean oh, into sorry. it. Oh, lean into it. <laughs> um, she's turned up to talk to Juliet. Uh, turns out... Second time trying I to mean, talk to Juliet. You know how much I love hot goss. Like, here's some more yeah, hot Oh, goss. yeah, I, I heard you. Hashtag hot goss. Um, After the screaming stops, you're still there. Jolene uh, saw Dante kissing another woman. <gasps> Underneath the mistletoe last night. That was what made it even stranger. It's not even Christmas time. Yes, yeah, it's, it's way beyond that. It's uh, yeah. what spring? Yeah, so only yeah. No, no, I was looking um, at uh, Dante's nipple. Spring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, turns out that the woman that she saw Dante with was uh, a woman called Esme. Um, Esme. Esme. Yes. Esme. Uh, who was um, one of uh, Dante's. Um, Sober, he was he was her sober companion, and she's now a realtor, and he was meeting up with her because Juliet is looking um, for houses. Oh, that's nice at least. But but the the main the big thing now yeah. is is Jolene stalking Dante. Probably, probably. I mean, who? <laughs> 
Juliet is not uh, taking any of this. She tells uh, Julian to get out or she's going to have her thrown out. So, you know, Ju- Juliet is all in with uh, with Dante. She trusts him completely. And well, why as you wouldn't should. You? As you really should, yeah. Nothing's going to go wrong here. Um, well, now we're at, uh, we're at Tootsie's and we're there for the open mic. And Avery's there. He wants to sign up for the open mic night, but he's too late. It's full up. Now, is it full up or is he still on the, uh, the blacklist? Because remember, after he screwed up his uh, his whole career, they, you know, no one no one wants to sign him up for gigs because they've been told. Well, if you want ever, if you want confirmation of what's actually going on, you will see that James Spader in a uh, fedora is behind Avery the entire <laughs> show. So yes, he is on the blacklist. I thought so. I thought so. Oh no, strings on him. Um, well, uh, Gunner is up on stage now and he's uh, singing Gun for a Mouth. What do you think about this? He's singing it with Will, everyone's new favourite character. He's singing it whilst... Who's playing the drums? Is it still... <laughs> is it still uh, Kylo Ren? Out of Gun! <laughs> um, what do you think of the song? I thought that Nine Inch Nails have a song about a gun. Okay. But... Uh, uh... I'm a big man and I have a big gun. Big God gave me a big old dick and I want to have fun. Oh, God. Put it against your forehead, I'll make you suck it. Then you'll put a hole in your head just for the fuck of it. Shoot, 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 shoot. I'm going to come all over you with the lyrics to this song. Big man right. with a gun. And I think um, that that song is just as good as this <laughs> song. Well done, I'm you've written a trailer song from the 90s. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Um... So now uh, Liam uh, is with Raina and he's told her Again. he's got reservations. Yeah, he's right. got reservations. What's, about what? Uh, no, no, he, he's, he's reserved something. Um, he's reserved St. Lucia. The whole bloody yeah, island? it looks like it. Um, wow. He, she, she thinks it's dinner reservations, but he says, no, no, it's not dinner reservations. It's, it's St. Lucia reservations. Who knew St. Lucia had res- reservations to visit? Um, I mean, if you have enough money, you could probably get anything. True. Um, but, you know, Raina's got the kids and uh, Daddy's just come out of hospital. Um, and Liam says, I thought you wanted to live in the moment. Throw in her words back at her. But the it. moment is a little bit impactful with all the material that's going on with Raina, poor thing. Mm. Um, Deacon, meanwhile, is with uh, Stacy and he's they're having dinner. And he's uh, he tells her he's done work on Juliet. He's he's back home and he's staying home. Um, and that's that's that. He's he's decided. I mean, he is know, no he, longer a road dog. He is forever yeah. going to be a stay-at-home dog. So we've got another just over five seasons of Nashville, and he's going to be home the entire time, not performing on stage, not touring or anything. Because hang out with his best friend Sue. Yes, and his new girlfriend, Stacy, who's his forever. And, and every week he'll be preparing, counting down the days until he gets to watch Old Yellow again. Yep. While, on the other side of Nashville, Daphne and Maddie, attorneys at law, are working away. Why are they on the other side? Why aren't they coming down to visit other clients who might live in the same neighbourhood? Well, true, but that's, that's for the crossover episodes. 
It doesn't have to cross over. It can just be convenient they just drive past Deacon's house whilst on the way to meet a client. (laughs) Every week they just drive past Deacon's house, slowly turning to the house and staring. Every now and then they bring up a camera and a little flash goes off. (laughs) Yes, and, they say, (laughs) turn this little other corner. Uh, uh, uh. Um, Well, Dante and Juliet are still house hunting. Um, Still? How long does it take to bloody find a house these days? Well, no, it's a big decision. Is it? Um, Yeah, because she's not going to be renting. She's going to be buying it. Yeah, but you Um, buy anything these days if you want. You can buy St. Lucia with the right amount of money. (laughs) You can reserve it, at least. You can Um, reserve it with a decent amount of money, but with the right amount of money, you can just buy it wholesale. Um, Well, Juliet uh, kind of takes her assistant aside and says, get this uh, Esme girl. Uh, Give her a pass to my show. And... uh, have her come see me because I I want to know you know. Julia, You're now Julia, private eye, my assistant. She's she's a bit suspicious. She's she's been bra- she's not brave. She's been smart and brave. She's been brilliant. Um, she's just like Adam Jones in that hit comedy movie. She wants to make sure that there's no uh, nothing nothing hinky going on. You know, she's bad to Cooper. She's burnt. <laughs> um, Will and Gunner. Uh, at the bar at uh, Tootsie's. Tootsie's. And um, a girl uh, comes up to Gunner and gives her her number. Gives Slams him her down number. a napkin right next to her. Right next to him. Boom. Yep. And then Another bitch. Come Bye. Come <laughs> maybe. Um, and then another guy comes up. Well, a guy comes up from his time. And um, He's got glasses slams, him, slams his number on the bar. And he says, I loved your record. We should... Um, Record a demo of it. It's like a demo and not like one of those Avery Barclay demos where it's just basically a coaster. Well, speaking of Avery Barclay, Will takes uh, Will takes the number that the girl gave to Gunner because Gunner's in a loving relationship with Scarlet. Um, yes, they are, aren't they? And he walks off and uh, who would be at the bar but Avery Barclay? Oh, sugar, really? And Avery slides across his number. Wait, no. Um... Hey, I heard you and Scooter, but maybe I know you both of you. Why not make us a three? <laughs> um, he apologises to um to Gunner for what happened at the house, their big fight, which is nice. Yeah, he's grown up. No, that's a grown up decision. Fine. Yeah. Um, Rainer, meanwhile, has come to see Daddy. Um, he's looking over. He's got all uh, scraps of paper, scraps of paper, scrapbook stuff. Scrapbook his, stuff, but not scrapbook. On his coffee itself. table. Um, he's making a scrapbook, clearly. He's making a coffee table book. Um, he didn't always approve of Raina's choices, but he always followed her career, he says. Um, and he says he had time to think at the hospital and he wants to start all over with Raina. And he shows her an old picture of the family together you know, in happier times. And they're, they're, they're building bridges. Yeah, this was up. a crazy stroke he must have had. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's a change of heart attack. Yeah, I hear he saw three ghosts. Um, Only three? Only three. Well, the the, the other one doesn't count because they they came to tell him about the three that were coming. So technically four. By they, you mean Maddie and Daphne as one person came up and said, change your ways. (laughs) Exactly. Pop up. Oh, we'll sue you. 
Um, <laughs> we know how now. Um, the fact that everyone knows they are just two, they're just Maddie and Daphne on each other's <laughs> shoulders. It's not even they're trying to hide the fact. Oh, everyone knows it. Now. Everyone knows just, just it's no one, them. No one and they just keep it. doing it with a trench coat. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. It's, it's a. It's but everyone thing. refers to, and they also refer to themselves as we. <laughs> <laughs> um, Peggy has come to see Teddy. Um, hey, Peggy, Teddy um, time. And he says, he turns to her and he says, don't get out we'll, Let's get out <laughs> I thought we were building something together. Yeah, so stadium. why why did you tell the tabloids about my uh my divorce? And she says she didn't mean to. She gets all well. upset. And she says a reporter tricked her into confirming the story. Um Okay, and, what else? Uh, what else? What else? Oh, oh, um my friend's getting divorced. Is that is that good for your printing? <laughs> Classic um, reporter tricks. Just stay on the lines, and we'll just, you know, say anything. She says um, she wanted to tell him, but then, uh, you know, when Lamar um, Thank you. came to me, and he says, "What do you mean about Lamar? What did Lamar do? Who is Lamar?" And she says, "Oh, sorry, Daddy." No, and he goes, oh, right. okay, that is not dialogue that. anyone um, has. <laughs> And I, uh, she tells him, you know, Daddy said if I didn't talk to you, talk you into picking his site for the um, for the subway stadium, the stadium. The subway stadium, um, he'd he'd tell you about eat fresh row. Yeah, he'd tell you about um about me telling the tabloids. Um, Boy, could but... you imagine the headlines? Woman tells tabloids information. <laughs> but she says, you know, I love you and you love me, but Teddy says love's not enough. And he asks us to leave, and there's that. That's that. It's over now, now. Love is not enough. It's a song on um, the uh, 2005 Nine Inch Nails <laughs> album with Teeth. Are we getting real deep into Nine Inch Nails and Trent Reznor folklore in this episode? We've got two songs. You are. <laughs> I. Pff, for me, everything is a downward spiral. Let's face it. <laughs> um, Gunner's woken up. It's the next morning. He's 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 more dressed than last week. You'll be happy to see. He has a vest on, and most importantly, he has trousers. So there ain't no junk hanging out. <laughs> it's respectful. Yeah. It's what you should do when you're living with another person who is your roommate and nothing else. Yeah, this was a boring scene. scene. You're right. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want Bulge? <laughs> yes, always. Well, you um, won't find that with Gunner. Well, Scarlett tells him that she uh, spoke to Raina, and uh, Raina wants to give Gunner another shot. Um, he's not happy about that, though. No, because and he, says, he likes to be miserable. Uh, no, no, awesome. come on now. And every time he's... Scooter lines up something for him, he's always miserable about that because, well, my girlfriend's so good at everything and I love her no. so much that I hate her. He turns to her and he says, you know, he, if, if she'd said this to him before, earlier... I like, wish Jason was still he... alive instead. <laughs> Old kid died. He says, he says he'd have done it in a second if, uh, if she'd asked him one time. Um, but right and now, now, now he turns and says, uh, "If I did it another time, I'd do it in May." <laughs> well, now um, you know. After last night's performance, it, he says it felt raw and it felt real, and and he's got music he wants to play, and it's not something they can do together right now because he's still finding himself. Um, but himself but is finding is some sort of stupid stuff, which is like, I don't like Scarlet anymore, and I don't want him to No, he that. does like Scarlet. No, he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't respect her ideas and but beliefs. But he's, and he's still finding himself. The main thing is he's happy. 
Okay, he's happy. Where he's is got he? His new, his new friend, is? Will Lexington. Everyone's new friend, Will Lexington. I don't know why yeah. he's your new friend. He's everyone's new friend. He's not mine. He came over to me one day. He looks at me, spat in my eye, and said, "There you go, coronavirus, baby." Oh, he didn't spit in my eyes. He he did something else when he came to me. He slapped my butt and said, boom, I've got coronavirus on my hand. I'm, now just, your bum. I'm just saying he didn't come to me. Um, and then he decided <laughs> to kick my feet and said, boom, I've got coronavirus on my feet and now I'm on your feet, baby. Well, Lexington, I'm a super spreader. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> well um, Deacon is backstage at the uh, stadium for the... Oh, not at the Bluebird. In, no, not at the Bluebird, unfortunately. Um... I don't know why um, since they came over here. I feel lost yeah. and alone. But he's uh, he's bumped into Liam. It's been a while. Oh. They say hello, and he introduces he introduces Liam to his new girlfriend, Stacy. His girlfriend. He calls his girlfriend because they're boyfriend. And <laughs> girlfriend. Liam looks at Stacy. Goes cool. Your mum's got it going on. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> um, and Raina turns up. Um, and Deacon uh, quickly says, "Let me show you the stage, Stacy." Because this is awkward now. Um, <laughs> so there's this dust cloud in the shape of Deacon and Stacey. <laughs> Deacon flies the hole through the door. Um, and uh, Raina says, let's leave tomorrow for St. Lucia because this is awkward now. And, uh, and she, yeah, she's decided. She's decided to pull the trigger on the reservations if, as long as they, can, they were reserved for being able to be willy nearly like, yay, tomorrow. As opposed to, hey, get your plans in place and, you know, inoculations and maybe, you know, your your visas. Well, meanwhile, in uh, in Juliet's uh, dressing room, Esme's turned up. Um, Travel insurance? Well, <laughs> Esme wonders if uh, Juliet's got some questions about the house. Nope, she's got questions about Esme's relationship with her boyfriend. Boyfriend. She, she's... Dante's her boyfriend. I am disappointed. I wanted to hear if there was any black mold or potential shrinkage. What, do you think there's some sort of scam going on? No, I'm just interested in the foundations. Um, I want to know if everything is well built. Well, Esme... Esme says, uh, you know, Dante saved her life and they were never involved romantically. Uh, he's not her type. She likes more geeky guys. So I need her number. Um, Dante turns up and he's like, oh, what are you doing here? I could have answered any questions about the house. Um, and Juliet says, no, no more questions. I I think I, I'm going to take the house. Oh, oh. She's she's made a decision. She's, she's done the research. She's checked to make sure that um, Esme isn't anything uh, questionable after her. Mum, her, her mother threw up doubts, but she's she's checked and it's all good. Nothing's going to go wrong. Okay, so she's going to buy the house, but it's going to be completely empty, right? Yes. Well, she's yeah, not going to buy furniture. Oh well. She's not going to buy buy it with furniture. She can buy furniture. She's not going to buy it with furniture. Maybe. She chooses to buy it with furniture. She says, I'll buy it with furniture. Oh, does she? Oh. Yes. Get your notes <laughs> sorted out. That's a very uh, important thing. Okay. I found it important. <laughs> All right, fine, fine. She's um, snapping I up just... everything. She's like, I don't care how many times the uh, coronavirus has been on all these cupboards and these sheets. 
give me those give me those dirty dirty cupboards the only important thing for the last three weeks has been will lexington is in our lives now your life our lives he he Um, exists on the periphery of mine at best well scarlet's backstage and she bumps into avery he is um oh i've got in my notes he's doing runner stuff what was it called but well, Tenacious D have a beautiful song about it, and the music video, of course, is directed by Jody Hill and stars Danny McBride as the character. Because the roadie knows what the roadie, roadie knows. And the it. roadie knows that they wear black clothes. He's a roadie. Lie in um, the shadows of the stage. And he says to Scarlett that like, he's happy for her. Like, he's happy, you know, she's been successful and she's got the, uh, the contract with Raina and things are looking up for her. And... But, you know, they, he can't talk much longer because someone barks at him to get back to work. Because he's someone a Barkley is him. <laughs> they do. They say Barkley. They don't yeah. say, uh, excuse me, Avery or Mr. Barkley. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Avery. Um, May I so, inform you that I'm your boss and so I cordially invite you to get back to work or GTFO? Meanwhile, we get another. We get a little cut away to um, to Teddy. And find out that he's cancelled Daddy's contract. Very quick, very sudden, but is it, he's cancelled. Is, 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 is it quick? Yes, yeah, rather quick for a little. Uh, scene. He's doing this. Isn't Coleman got something to say? Well, Coleman's a bit like uh, annoyed. But, annoyed. Um, but Teddy says, you know, don't worry. Skeptical, baby. Yeah, but Teddy says, don't worry. We can we can organise something else. We just don't want Daddy in our lives. Because because he had some stuff for his. Lower end parts of the city he that did. were made. He did indeed. But you know, through, they can make other virtue bills. and hope and, and um, good faith. And now good faith is being followed by very bad faith. Jolene. 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 Meanwhile, is summoned by Juliet. Um, Juliet asks uh, Jolene if she's been using. Um, Dante comes in and he finds some pills in her bags. Um, so it's back to Riverside for Jolene. Off to Riverdale you go. Uh, You've been selling to... that jingle jangle, haven't you? <laughs> back to um, Riverside, which is what's the word I'm looking for? A rehab. rehab. Yes, back to rehab. Rehabilitation facility. Yeah, Ju- Juliet's not happy at all. Well, she no, because faith in her mum. Yeah. Because Except the uh, the house, the house has gone through, so that's not failed. That's a success. Wait, the she's house has gone through? House. Not gone through. Well, she's she's she, bought it, in the house. It, it, it's it's sunk into a sinkhole finally. Yes, she that's should have she asked about the house. <laughs> As we do. Um, yes, yeah, so Jolene's going to have to go back into rehab. She's failed everything. Yep. Jolene's going to have to go back into rehab. She's failed everything. Jolene's going to have to go back into rehab. She's failed everything. Jolene's going to have to go back into rehab. She's failed everything. Thank you. That was a, that was a long one, but I liked it. Um, Raina is on stage. She's, uh, you know, she gives a, a shout out to Liam, a new lead who guitarist. Is on, who is on stage with her, so it's hardly a yep. shout out, it's a shout next to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and someone asks uh, for postcards from Mexico. But Raina says, oh, Liam doesn't know the old ones. But what is, what's this? Liam starts playing the opening riff to postcards from Mexico. Maybe he does. 
and then he, he forgets he knows, it immediately. He, he knows the cool ones. So um, so they sing postcards from Mexico together. What do you think about this song? It's like they're two songs over the top of each other. <laughs> That's fair enough. I'll I'll accept that. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's Deacon... like if it's like if you uh, sung verse one and verse two of Escape, the Pina Colada songs, and <laughs> like into intermixed with each other instead. Yeah. It's yeah. a call and response without any kind of call. Yeah. It's all good. I kind of enjoy it. You, you enjoy um, it. You think we're all but, um, height of humanity. He is. He's everyone's new favourite friend. Um, Deacon is on the sidelines and he's uh, very uncomfortable because um, this is the song she wrote, uh, Raina wrote with Deacon. Ah. And there he is. There she is playing it with her new fella. And he's down there with his new fella. <laughs> a girl named Stacy. <laughs> Um, so he goes off to get some water. Don't think he's going to come back. I thought he was. Um, Why wouldn't you come back? It's a great show. Rainy James. Yeah, well, it's classic. Anytime you get to see her before. Well, now uh, Tandy's come to see Daddy. Um, ah. And he's told her that the contracts have been cancelled by Teddy. Um, and he turns to her and he says, uh, you know, this is my company, not yours. After all this time, I can't believe it was Raina that was there for me, not you. She's you the one that held failed. my hand. Yeah. She's the one that held his hand after surgery. And she's the one acting like he's not lost his edge. You know, Tandy needs to get back in her lane. Imagine being pragmatic and caring about the overall situation with the family and then getting screwed over like this. I think she's going to be happy and fine for the rest of the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. This will not um, lead to problems. Well, Stacy comes back. Uh, stage and finds Deacon with Stacy's mum, and she's like, "Wait a minute, can't you see?" <laughs> um, well, I don't might be wrong. She asks Deacon, uh, "What was that all about? You didn't come back to watch the rest of the show." Um, but she's figured out uh, when he came home to see her, he actually came home to see Raina and visit <sighs> Daddy in hospital. Oh no. Um, and he admits he's still got feelings for Raina. It's it's complicated. They've got a history. Yeah, but told because they're already. family. The yeah. brother and sister. As we they're established not brother and sister. Episode. That would be weird. That's what he told um, Julia. He said, no, we're fa- we are family. <laughs> right? she, he's like, Raina's not your family. He goes, yes, she is. Because there was another, Yoda said. <laughs> um, <laughs> Raina looking out. Well, Stacy needs a little time now. Um, and Raina's turned up, so that's great. This is uh, Stacy's exit. Um, <laughs> Raina says to Deacon, "What's the matter?" Deacon says, "You, you're you're the matter." Uh, he's been trying to think to fight this thing between them, and he he can't. And she says, "Well, I'm off to Saint Lucian with Liam, so see ya. Go make it right with Stacy. Bye." <laughs> um, <laughs> Basically, how she does it. No, yeah, you're right. You've got yeah. it pretty much word for word in the script. Bye. It took two writers to write that. <laughs> um, Tandy is uh, having dinner with, Col- with Coleman. Um, and she's telling Coleman that she thinks it's time for Daddy to take a step back. Oh. Um, she is uh, suggesting a new alliance 
for the betterment of Nashville, for the greater good. The greater good. Um, she says Teddy is the wrong person for the city. Um, and she suggests uh, Coleman look into Teddy's past. Uh, and Coleman will think so too. Um, and that's not enough for uh, Coleman. So she just has to spell it out for him. Look at the Cumberland deal. C-U-M-B-E-R-L-A-N. Cumberland deal. Where in okay, the world is Coleman's self-resistance? Honestly. Um, or Juliet's assistant. So, uh, say Cumberland. Could you spell that one more time? C-U-M-B-E-R-L-A-N-D. kind of hoped you would tell me when it. I'm very disappointed. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> My, no, I can't do it. <laughs> you saying her C U M B E R L? I can't know. There's too many letters. D I V O R C E. Yeah, doesn't work. You umbrella <laughs> Oh yeah, that sounds beautiful. Just perfect. <laughs> um, Maybe they should have called it something different then. What would Cumberland's you call it? too well. Cumbers. Cumbers. C U M B E R S. Boom. That works. Yeah. See? Seven um, letters, baby. Was made final today. Um, well, Juliet's assistant uh, got uh, mum back home. So she's not at rehab just yet. Um, okay. Juliet's not happy. You know, she's she thought. Jolene was going to make it through this Jolene time. Jolene was going to make it through this time. Jolene was going to make it through this time. Jolene was going to make it through this time. Um, she has a, She picks up the pills that they found in her bag. Mm-hmm. And she says, hold on a sec. These are hydromorphone. Um, okay. Her mum's allergic to that. She wouldn't be able to she... breathe if she took them. Okay. Uh, Juliet learned the hard way at 10 years old. So, Juliet's saying, well, wait, hold on, what's going on? Yeah. Call Is Dante. That, did, I, did I get a... It's called Daddy? Dante. Ah, uh, why? Well, Is he supposed to Daddy, be there? Because Dad would be able to sort this out. Um, Dante smells fishy, unlike shoe polish right now. Dante's phone's going straight to voicemail. He's he's busy. Or he's, maybe his phone's on silent. Look, he might be consulting someone as a sober companion. We don't know. It's important to care about other people in situations when they can be dire and dark. Well, meanwhile, it's post-show, and uh, you know the um, the I keep wanting to say runners. What are they called again? Um, when the crowd roars, brings a teardrop through the roadie's eyes, tears roadies. of pride. The roadie's working, and uh, Scarlet turns up um, and says to Avery, "Are you miserable?" And he says, "No." And she says, "It's nice to see this version of him." This is the boy she met at school. A boy named Sir. And Avery, um, Avery invites her up on stage, and, and she gets to have a look at what 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 she what could... it would be like if she yeah. was in front of a huge arena. And so does he. Yeah, so does he. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a little hint of what's to come. Probably not. The show. Not for Avery. Not. No. Oh no. yeah, no. Avery is never going to find no success. They want KG's show. Rainer, meanwhile, has come to see Deacon. Late at night, 
um, she was packing for St. Lucia because she was going to go to St. Lucia. Remember, yeah, she was going to go to Moe's, St. Lucia, um, for a nice trip out. Well, she was, pack- she was packing, um, but it didn't feel right, she said. Um, you know, they're both trying to move on with the, their lives, but yeah. she says it. She says the L word. She loves him. And she says, oh. do with that what you will. And she goes to walk away and he says, hey. And he comes, she comes see back. You last time. <laughs> she comes back and they kiss. What? They're, to, they're back. Wait, Wait, like a friendly kiss on oh, the cheek. Not a Thank you for kiss. coming. It's more than friendly. Very friendly. How friendly are we talking? You and me friendly? Oh, yeah. This is how we greet each other. This, this is, is how I'm going to greet you once this shit show of a pandemic's over. Well, um, what do you mean? We live together. True. We're here we backstage. Like Bert and Ernie. Um, yeah. I have my rubber ducky. <laughs> Why'd you call it a ducky? Because um, <laughs> it squeaks when I grab it. Um, well, <laughs> oh, so they, so they are as you as you would say in the parlance of our times, making out, getting to second base. They are indeed. More hot goss. Hashtag hot. Hashtag hot, hot goss. Um, hashtag will goss hot goss. Juliet has found out four hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars is missing from her account. Four hundred seventy-five thousand dollars is missing. <laughs> How do um, you measure measure a scam? But apparently it's fine because she's she's still gonna buy a place. She's gonna buy the place that she was gonna move out of. Oh yeah, Esme's in um, the money now. Um she's you know, it's gonna be a good reminder for her to never trust anybody. I mean poor Juliet getting scammed like this, also she kinda deserves it. She um, yeah, she was bad at doing things, but also she should trust one person because one person's always been there for her. Yes. Avery, right? Avery? The he's, he's always he's always running around for oh the assistant ah I thought you were generally talking about um Deacon but yeah the no. assistant the assistant's a good idea actually do we have a um, name on the assistant is we it do Susan? but I forget is sometimes they Jennifer it might be they sometimes they say it sometimes they don't it's very strange every now and then they'll they'll treat her like a Rachel human. is that the name. Jennifer Rachel, sure. Um, Rachel, Jennifer. Well, Gunnar and Will are having drinks together. Um, oh, okay. And Gunnar. Are they well, inseparable Will, now? What's going they on? They kind of are. They're, they're they're best friends. They wear um, the hats together. Will's they everyone's get, new best friend. Go almost killing each other last week. Um, well, uh, Will asks Gunnar about the song that he right. sang, um, and turns out the song was uh, from his brother's journal. Um, the ones he was reading. Yeah, it was late to uh, meetings for. Um, By meetings, and... I mean dinners. But even so, <laughs> dinners are meetings. Meetings of the mind. And um, Will asks Gunnar if uh, Scarlet's pissed off that he's spending his time with uh, Will instead of with her. But uh, the answer Gunner is says... absolutely yes, Gunnar. Fuck you! How dare you not hang out with Scooter? She's the perfect person. Gunnar says uh, things have been getting a bit weird, and he doesn't know how to fix it. Um, by spending that, time with her respecting her as a human being and you know, someone who's he, trying to help your career you he doesn't off. he doesn't know how he feels about her anymore he uh, that you love her and you but... think that she's the best person in the world and how dare you ever see anything bad about her um well i don't like um, Gunner. i don't like Gunner, guys well will tries to fix it for him and okay. uh, leans in to kiss Gunner. now did you see this coming at all no, I didn't think they'd ever touch upon gay issues in Nashville. 
right? Because when I touched Bob Gaye's shoes in Nashville, let me tell you, people sucker punch me real quick. And this is this is why I love Will, because I I think he's... because you think you've got a chance. Yes, I know I've got a chance. Please, you're gonna fill um, that ten gallon hat if it kills you. But like genuinely, um, it's just it's very interesting to see where he goes from here. And he, you know, he's a he's a gay man trying to make it in Nashville as a country singer. That's going to be tough. And it's even doesn't... tougher if he's for some reason falling in love with Gunner. <laughs> but doesn't, doesn't this make you um sort of kind of like him a bit more? It makes me hate like, Gunner even more. Right. Okay. But but he's immediately he like, oh, get out, get out. Whoa, what's going yeah. on? I'm like, oh, actually, you know what? I'm into this because at least this is something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this guy's never lived through a pandemic. <laughs> Any human interaction is something. What happens in a pandemic stays in a pandemic. It does not. Unfortunately, um, that's literally what the problem of the pandemic is. Um, but yeah, um, so this has, has this kind of made you warm to to Will a bit more. You kind of understand why he's putting. Off on gay this guy. No, it doesn't make me warm to someone immediately. That's not. That's not a code that no, immediately goes. Saying, oh, I immediately like you. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Oh, he's gay now, so you have to like him. Yeah, um, how dare you? I'm just saying you're homophobic. I'm just saying, I just think it's... Might be we don't know, he might be pan. Maybe. Maybe asexual. What we do know is he's, you know, he's, like, he's confused and he's... I don't he's think he's struggling. confused. If he's going with Gunner, he's like dead certain that he hates himself. <laughs> That's fine, you can hate Gunner, fine, whatever. But okay, just, like, are you okay Chase with Will now? Like, yeah, you know what, I've been in prison, I know what it's like. <laughs> are you, let's, are let's, you... let's, let's, I'll doubt the clown. Where's that soap so I can drop it? Oh, um, no, no, I'm not talking about shower rape. I'm talking about genuine human compassion and love in a moment of kindness and togetherness. I don't. Let's not go into that kind of thing. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, how how do you feel about Gunner? Uh, Will now? Not Gunner. I know how you feel about Gunner. I don't do feel you? anything about Will. No. Well, okay. I feel well, this like is a bit he's better been badly than... introduced, and I don't know what's going to happen to him. But at the moment, it just feels like they're rushing through things to make you go like ah, ooh, ee, ah. And so I don't know him as a character. I know him as a series of moments in storylines. Aren't you interested in what's going to happen to him? No, because again, he's not yet a character. All right. He's a series but of things, and that's a problem. You can't also, just go in and go like, hey, he's cool, he hangs out. Oh, hey, he drives someone near, near death just to show him how important things are. Hey, he likes to pick up women, but no, he wants to fuck Gunner. Well, you, you know, you know also, character first. Also remember, they... At this point, they probably didn't know whether they were having a second season or not, so they didn't want to like leave things hanging. So it's kind of understandable that they've, you know, this is sort of a, a thing for first season shows, isn't it? Doesn't mean it's a good thing. All right, fair enough, but it's understandable, is what I'm saying. Not not good, but understandable. I don't know. If a gay guy comes into a TV show, I want him to come in on a bus and then start seeing his entire experience. <laughs> I'm going to make it in Nashville, kind of thing. I want Andrew Reynolds to play him also as well, of course. Well, now we wrap up the episode with um, Deacon and Rayner finally getting together, um, doing more than just making out. And oh, it's boy. Adorable it's and Mason, it's romantic, and they should be together forever. Um, and Dante. Is on the plane. Stacey's um, cute and sweet. And good I know, but that, and, she, and, and she doesn't listen to country music, but she knows Liam. 
Yeah. Who cares about Liam? Um, oh, he can reserve a country. Who cares? Reserve um, a whole island, my friend. Uh, if there's a pandemic, can, uh, you can fly off to an island and live there for the rest of the time and have no one come up to you. It'd probably fucking organise fire festival, wouldn't it? Um, and, uh, well, actually, who would organise fire festival? Dante. Dante's right. on a plane and he's uh, he's getting a call from Juliet and he ignores he's it. getting a call from Ja Rule. <laughs> probably next, yeah. He ignores it um, and he throws well, it. I know Will's going to have to go over to sort out the water bottle situation, isn't he? <laughs> He throws it in a in a bin bag. Um, uh, how does he throw the phone in the bin bag? Well, he throws it along with a magazine. He I think. folds yeah. it into the pages of the magazine, then folds the magazine in half, and then throws it in the bin. Ridiculous. Um, and uh, Waste Juliet, Juliet throws her phone against a mirror and he smashes could just the mirror. Take out the SIM card and put it in there. Kicking off seven years of bad luck for Juliet. So what happens? Juliet throws her phone against uh, a mirror and smashes the mirror. And what happens in the shot? She oh, she looks at herself. Fractured. So cracked and fractured. Yep. She's split into pieces now. She's split. So you get it? She's broken. And that's episode eighteen. Nothing's um, right. She's torn. She's all out of place. You know uh, how she feels. She's cold and she's ashamed, lying naked on the floor. A lot's happened. Has it? Yeah, I feel like a lot's happened. Uh, Daddy lost his deal. Um, Big deal. Big Teddy and, deal. Teddy and uh, Teddy and Peggy have split up because Teddy found out the truth. Peggy's a bit of Teddy. a naughty person. Coleman's dealing with, you know, something, I guess. Tandy's trying to uh, undermine uh, Daddy. Whereas uh, Juliet Barnes is uh, banned and is not is trying to learn undermine. <laughs> Juliet is uh is has destroyed relationships with her mum with Deacon. The only two people that really care about her. Um, you know, Will has revealed um quite a big secret to his new friend Gunner. We don't know how Gunner's gonna respond to it well we we already seen how he responds i hope he responds next week is he gonna tell people he's gonna tell scooter and she's gonna be into it because scooter's (laughs) good and compassionate so like oh oh how can you say say a lot hasn't happened this week it's been a big week has it yes it's not like it's been a 75 minute episode (laughs) 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 who's counting me, me, I'm a producer on this All right. podcast. All right, fair enough, right. Well, where can people find us then? Find us backstage at the Bluebird, obviously, as we yeah. are every week. We are on Twitter. Are we? Uh, we're at Bluebird underscore pod. Got to make sure there's an underscore because otherwise you'll yeah. never find us. Um, we're at Bluebird pod on Instagram. Um, and Facebook. And on Facebook. And our hotmail is our, our email is um bluebird at bluebirdpod at hotmail.com. Don't forget that we're on podcast. Where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Ethan Runt. I'm backstage at the Bluebird at all hours of the day, tweeting very, very normal things you would do if you're backstage at a cafe that is kind of open but not really open at the moment. Yeah. And I'm at movie underscore mad on Twitter. Um let's not make make this into an eighty minute episode, shall we? God forbid. 
God forbid we talk for 80 minutes about a show that we both love now and about a character we both love, Will Lexington. Okay, so Will Lexington, he hands over his hat to uh, Gunner last week. He's like, hey, mm. you look good in this hat. Now, and now he hands over his swagger style and he finally hands over his tongue, his silver tongue. <laughs> what else is he going to hand over next week? Is he just going to end up being the organ donor to Gunner? I don't know, but I tell you what. His soul, maybe. He can keep his hat on. Why? Because that's what I'm into. You don't, you don't like don't him. You don't, you don't like him with just the, those long sideburns and that square face. I do, but the hat. Oh, the hat. A hat that takes attention away from his kind of middling haircut. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> the haircut, not so good. I need a okay, can wing. you tell me the story of Adam Driver, drummer? <laughs> He's a drifter. A shapeshifter? Yes. Um, we don't actually see, but he's actually uh, a serial killer. Um, oh, like uh, the writer of uh, the song of this week's episode. He's a, <laughs> he's a serial killer at night, um, which is why he mainly yes, does 11.30am he... gigs. Oh, yeah, I was thinking he was a reverse vampire. No. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Um, because that's uh, you know, the murders are what um, Daddy and Daphne, attorneys at law. Um, wait a are... second, again, not detectives, <laughs> not detectives, no. they're, they're lawyers, yeah, but they're lawyers. <laughs> you usually you seem to work mostly within the realms of business or maybe divorce, but probably business focused. Oh, they're, they're murder lawyers, they're murder lawyers, they're, they're straight they're, up murder lawyers, yeah. Their one big case is the murder that, um kicked off Adam Driver's career. <laughs> and they're trying and to find Adam sure. Driver. Just to make sure. Exactly. You can find out more about that in our Sister Sister podcast about Sister Sister. Hey, we can't be Sister Sister, but halfway through, every episode becomes an episode of Serial where we investigate this murder mystery. It's so weird, but it works. Nothing does. Nothing works, because, you know, it's a pandemic. We're all on furlough. Tell you what, it should work. You should work. Get back to work. I'm not going to get back to work. Well, I tried. Yeah, you failed. <laughs> this is why you host the show. You don't manage the show. What are you, some sort of backstage runner? <laughs> Can I keep my hat on at least? I don't. So you think they're called roadies? You don't. You don't know they're called roadies. You think they're called runners? I. That's why I get in my head. The music industry. <laughs> I don't work in the music industry. I own the music industry. You are the music industry. I am the music industry. It through you. <laughs> Do you know what's fun? Yeah. We've probably got up to 18 minutes now. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching it going. I'm trying to get to you and it, Mark, my friend. Come on. How dare you? How flipping <laughs> dare you? What happens in Cincinnati, anyway? Why is Cincinnati <laughs> so important? Um, well, there are Simpsons in Atty. I don't think that's the thing. No, there are sins in Atty. There we go. Are you happy with that? I am. Why? I don't know. This is about. Have we hit 80 yet? We haven't hit 80, that's the problem. How far are we in? We did New York, we did Chicago, we've done Atlanta, <laughs> done Cincinnati. Where would you like to go next in Nashville? 
I'd like to go to. I'd like to have seen Nashville, St. Lucia. To be honest, I was excited about the opportunity of seeing that. What about if they went to London? I was going to say London, Nashville. Yeah. What does that look like? Because I mean, New York, Nashville looks bleached out. London, Nashville would have to be held on the weekend that the CTC is on at uh, the O2, oh, and it's no just man. all set at the O2. People just wandering around, hanging out and smiling at people, and then people you have Avery there doing their his road, you know, runner stuff. What? Around this time last year, well, like last February, okay. um, they cancelled C2C like days before, not even maybe, maybe about 24 hours before it was due to officially start. Before Jack people, before. Yeah. People were pissed because obviously, you know, they spent money travelling and and it seemed like it was all going to go ahead despite yeah. the early, it was very, very early days. Only a few things had been cancelled in terms of stadium stuff. Right. Um. And then CTC cancelled, like, last minute. And obviously, it's not just London. It's London, Glasgow, and Dublin, I think. Yeah, it's country to countries. Yeah. Um, and they said, you know, it'll be happening next year. We're not giving refunds. Um, <laughs> keep holding... We we'll want our money, so screw you, they said. But I'm pretty certain it's not going to be happening this year either. Probably not, and, unless they do a virtual one. But I don't think I've seen anything from them. Which is quite intriguing. Well, why would you even matter? Because you're in Nashville, home of country music. You don't need to go True. to London to do country music. True. But I, I wonder I wonder how long it'll be before they finally say something. Well, when they see something, usually. Will they give money back to people? No, no, money stays firmly in people's pockets. Yeah. If you think at any and point, hats. Will Lexington's suddenly going to give out money to people, and he hats. keeps the money for himself. Hats stay firmly on Will Lexington's head. They don't. Because he can keep his hat on. He puts them onto Gunner's head and then he makes a mookie mookie mooch out. I mean, why wouldn't you? Because Gunner's weird and ugly and boring and awful and terrible. Yeah, but and why wouldn't spirited you? Spirited and Scooter's perfect and wonderful and she deserves better. Yeah, but why wouldn't you with Will? Why, well, he doesn't because he pulls away immediately. Yeah. He's like, ooh, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why wouldn't you? Because Gunner's a bad character. We don't like bad characters like Gunner. Very bad. No good. See you next week.